Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a thing or two. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. And well, I know only just an episode or two ago, I told you that we were back on the productivity train, consistency, I'll be <laughs> doing my thing here in my little mobile home office. But yeah, something came up and I had to fall off the map again. <laughs> I'll explain to you in a second why it's totally justifiable. And as surfers, you'll all understand completely. Um, so I got to go on this epic surfing camp trip with Coach Evan and a bunch of his friends who are now feel like really close friends to me. Nothing like 10 days out of cell reception and you know, no walls, just tents of traveling together to really bring people together or push them apart, I guess. But lucky for us, we were all of one mind and very, you know, similar people. So we just got along great. It was such an epic trip. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, being out of reception and, and Wi-Fi and all that basically put me behind the mark again on the podcast and all kinds of things I was planning on being more consistent about this month. Uh, like I said, I know you guys will understand, man, going into it, I was a little like, uh, what's the word? I don't know, not nervous, but just like it was on my mind that if I'm not going to have service and I don't have things prepared to release, I'm going to fall behind again. And I was kind of bummed on that, you know, and then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to surrender to it. This is so worth it. This is so the right thing to do, you know, go on this surf trip, take this opportunity and, and catch up later, you know, and, and the people that support us and, and wonder where we are will totally be there when we get back. And in fact, you know, be stoked for me. And, and honestly, that was proven to me in so many ways. Like there was a number of people and things I had to do that I had to reach out and be like, hey, sorry, I was gone for 10 days. I was out of cell reception and they were just so fine with it. You know, as surfers, they, they totally recognized that an opportunity to go surf and do something as, as sick as this was just like a no-brainer. Um, so this episode is, is, is kind of a recap of the trip uh, in addition to including a little theme of how not to kook it on a surf trip. And it's all based on experiences we had on this surf trip and coming back, you know, back, uh, back to cell reception and everything. Coach Evan and I, along with Philip, uh, our guest on the show, who was a major part of this trip, sat down and kind of recapped all that to ourselves in addition to listing out some of the ways we learned how to not kook it on a surf trip. We also absolutely scored an epic no-name point break. It was everything you dream of. Big, long, walled-up waves, barreling, nearly perfect. I mean, listen, I'm claiming it. I claimed it that day at the top of my lungs, by the way, <laughs> that it was the best waves I've ever surfed in my life. And the rest of us said the same. 
Um, so we're trying something new that we've never done before. Me and Coach Ev, we sat down and just kind of recapped just that score. Like it was that special. We could literally sit down and talk about it for 30 or 40 minutes. And instead of kind of muddying up our theme, uh, you know, our, our episode framework, which we did talk about it a little in this episode now that I think about it anyway, but we really went into detail on how it happened and how much fun we had and talked about each other's waves. And that is available in the bonus material, which I'm not even sure how you access it. So somewhere in your app, somewhere on this file is attached a bonus material recording of me and Coach Evan just specifically candid casual no skeleton to the conversation just recapped that epic score like i said it was that good we just had to sit down and talk about it together and record it for you guys and uh in addition to all that there's going to be plenty of stuff on the membership site little by little coming out I i managed to drag all my camera equipment along with us through this trip and and capture some great stuff so is that everything i wanted to say i think so let's kick this episode off Please enjoy. You. All right, so where do we start? Shit. That's a good question. Well, I guess we... stories usually start at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we start with our epic our epic setup, you know? We just had we had a lot of takers on this trip. It started out it was going to be like this tiny little tight-knit crew and then everything started coming together you know like swell and weather and and then other people started hopping on board and it's just like we we were we were taking all comers at this point you know so <laughs> so we ended up rolling out with a fat caravan of <laughs> surfers and like-minded fellows and one gal um and we're gonna we're gonna break it down for you. I mean, this this was a hell of a trip, and it, it was it was a difficult one to deal with. That many we had eight surfers, and we had five rigs. So um, we're we're talking about things, you know, think kooky things that you can or can't do uh, on a surf trip, like a travel trip, where you're where you're really having to get in rigs and, and make calls and go all over the place and, and you're just looking for the, the, the unicorn. I think also an important backdrop uh, for the listener is to know that this is like, this is an unorthodox surf trip. This is a committed surf trip. This is like, I was actually thinking about this while we were traveling. This is sort of like the equivalent of the backcountry skier, you know, taking in like a helicopter or a special vehicle to get you to these places where the parking lots and the ski lifts are not. You know, this is like, we're going to find the powder, the good stuff. Hell yeah. So it's wow. like, it's a sep it's got especially nuanced aspects to it. You know, now you're not just thinking about wetsuit, towel, surfboard, it's gas, water, you know, what do I need? Which Phil, by the way, is here with us to, to share in the story. It was a huge part of that planning, as was Davey, and everybody, yeah. to some extent, but Phil, major work. So thank you so much yeah, for Yeah, how do y'all? Yeah, I want to introduce Philly a little bit. One of my oldest friends, uh, roommate from Santa Cruz, you know, cut his teeth in some, in some pretty heavy lineups up in Santa Cruz. <laughs> so you're really well qualified to talk about 
kooky things to to do or not do in a lineup, <laughs> you know, because you you've been through it. You you've been through the ringer for sure. And I was right there with you, so uh, <laughs> I'm super stoked to have you on board the Coopcast, brother. Yeah, Welcome. thanks for having me. Is yeah. Phil one of the the friends that you t- you talked about a few times where like you felt a responsibility to? help him along and like because he was your roommate and you took him along you were like great well now I got to tell him not to do that absolutely absolutely <laughs> true. looking back you know when I think about it you were you were really one of you know we were we were always rolling together in the same in the same standard but anyways like you were just learning how to surf pretty when much. you moved up to Santa Cruz and yeah. you were game for pretty much every session so it was like okay we got to start school in Philly, you know? <laughs> That's right. Because he's got to make us look good, not bad. Definitely. Evan was one of my biggest mentors in the beginning and, and also helping me out with understanding what to do and what not to do out there in the water around other people. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's really cool for me now to have met you on this, you know, epic trip that we'll talk about shortly and put now a, a name, uh, a face to a name and, and all these stories. Right. And um, all right, so yeah, but you were a huge part of that prep, and so I just wanted everyone to know that because it's not, like I said, not a regular surf trip. You're not thinking about the standard stuff you take with you to the beach to go surfing. Right. This is like also survival. Yeah, sure is. I mean, like, how far are you at any given point? You know, from like help, you know, civilization. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty damn far. And and in the desert too, no less. So it's like it's hot as hell. It would be awful to get stuck without of those things yeah i think about that a lot out there when you look around like if you were to get stranded in a single vehicle let's say or something like that like and if there's not somebody driving your way and you don't have the right equipment you could be in a lot of trouble down there yeah yeah but and that's what adds to that that excitement too though obviously but um uh, oh what was i going to say but that oh oh okay so that actually is bringing up like a on the spot kooky thing not to do like be prepared be prepared exactly. <laughs> and that was like where we're going with that <laughs> yeah how, what how many years have you uh have you actually done this trip uh you know this trip it's this is this was the third year so it's relatively young in the group and it's been successful every time for yeah. sure mm-hmm. but um definitely been pretty far out there in, in various places around the world um and that's kind of informed how I pack for this trip and what I bring. Yeah, I was going to say, because you seem definitely, like, comfortable about it. Like, there wasn't, like, an edginess or, like, an anxiety or not not detectable by me, you know? Right. And I'm certainly, like, looking around. I honestly, shit, we got to give a backdrop of my situation to the story uh-huh. and how I got on the trip. I came to California, the West Coast, prepared for 10 days of being here. <laughs> so I got, like, a pair of jeans and two sweatshirts couple t-shirts you know and like socks just in case I wear sneakers yeah. <laughs> and like 10 days turns into another 10 days into another 10 days and next thing I know I'm like right in the window to go on this trip bless these guys for just standing in the gap for me and like making up for my lack of major uh, my major lack in, in preparation but holy shit how is that you know so like not only were you prepared for yourself but also able to take on someone who was not prepared, who needed like extra, you know, That's couldn't right. even carry his own weight. But yeah. gotta give credit where credit's due there. That's, that was massive for me. I was so comfy. I had like everything I needed the whole time. Overly prepared, Philly, and just like every, everybody just rallied their little bit of extra gear. And yep. I mean, in the grand Two of everything, of right? Things. Big shout out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I've been hearing about you, Chris, for years too. So it was a really easy, quick switch. Yeah, just tag you along we were ready right and i couldn't wait to meet you hell yeah that was all right that was 
such a good yeah transition into the trip and meeting each other and also being like so the kook the kookiest thing you could have done is be like no I don't, i'm not gonna go because like i don't have my shit <laughs> i don't have all my stuff i don't want to feel like i'm mooching off peeps but you had to trust your friends that you were very welcome we were well prepared for you it wasn't gonna be a a burden you know you were only going to add to the trip with all the footage and and you know just the the level of surfing you were you were displaying and all that stuff i mean big big props to get on that trip and just make it happen coach <laughs> thank you because you know how that's not my style yeah like, to, be, to be the burden to be the one that needs the carrying you know <laughs> um, but that's just where i was you know like <coughs> wasn't about to go out and buy a truck and 25 gallons of fuel and like what am I? it's like all right i I don't have anything. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank yeah. you for taking care of me. <laughs> Heck yeah. But yeah, so shit. So rolling into the meat of this episode is kooky thing number one. Rolling five deep. Rolling five deep. <laughs> five rigs deep was a pretty... Cringe-worthy. A little, yeah. For us surfers who've been in this culture for a while and we do care about respecting the etiquettes and, and we know these things, these unspoken rules. Well, they're not always unspoken. Right. Like people will say it outright. Right. Rolling deep like that is kind of a faux pas. Right. It goes against the code. Right. When I think there's this assumption about rolling deep like that, that like you're gonna blow up whatever scene that you show up on. Like mm. you, all of a sudden, the lineup is just taken over by you and your crew, and here's these campers that are one rig, two rigs, expecting to surf lonely waves, you know, with their partners or whatever, and then we roll up. So how do you how do you move forward knowing that you're rolling five deep? Right, that's a really good point. That like we knew what we were doing. So and, the, and for me personally, like I would never do that anywhere that's like name brand surf spot. Like that's I think that goes for all of us. But you know we're going into the middle of nowhere and and down the Baja Peninsula. So it's like is there a difference here? Like may, we're gonna be alone, I think. You know, and for the most part we really were in a lot of situations. But what you were saying is really, I really liked because knowing that we were rolling five deep and kind of felt like we had this little loophole in the code just made us so aware not to mob a lineup, for example, right. or blow it out, you know, and call five more peeps to be like, come on. Well, you can't do that out there, I guess, but telling everybody about the spots we went to and just, just being extra mindful of the ways we could protect things that normally a group of people wouldn't. Right, yeah. the sanctity of a of an empty lineup in a beautiful campsite with, like, half of it is not seeing other people, you know? Right. So just being five deep, like, when we would get up on the point and look back and be like, oh, my God, we are, like, our own shantytown over there. You <laughs> <laughs> um, sure were. Uh, I don't know if this is cool. In some ways, I think it almost worked to our advantage. You know, some people kind of come and check out the spot. They're like, oh, the spot's blown. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking maybe that could have worked in our favor and right. for our fellow campers as well. You know, right. keeping mm. the spot as low key as possible. Um, but one of those main, main things that I think we all just, like, it comes first to mind is, like, you pull up, everybody's excited to get in the water, but you have to stagger your right. surfers into the lineup you have to surf different parts of the lineup yeah. to keep the crowd factor completely not an issue yeah. it, it can be done you can introduce eight new people into a giant lineup and and not overrun it and actually show them like we talk about it a lot like how to run a lineup right, right. take your time 
do the etiquette, no back paddling, which we're going to touch on. Um, but there's I think a even, way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is a way to do it. And I think even prior to that, there was actually, like Dave and I were talking about before the trip, like we felt a responsibility to kind of go deeper than we, you know, if you know the region that you're going to and you know where people usually go, we felt a responsibility to go like really on the untread path with, mm. with the crew that we had. So we really took Like deliberately long stay route. off the beaten track. Yeah, be prepared and, and have the vehicles and everything and go, go really far where mm -hmm. other people aren't going because it's not convenient. Yeah, and we certainly did do that. And then for the Smart. spots that we, we did have like a camper, you know, at one, literally, one other surfer at this giant lineup that's giant you can't possibly surf <laughs> yeah. all the good waves coming through even no our group was missing good waves i remember being bored that there wasn't enough people on on waves right right like, yeah. i need yeah. more to upset watch about it but you know the things that you said were also really valid coach of like of with the it, it, oh no it was just so natural is what i wanted to say like you said having you know uh, uh, waves of surfers go out it naturally happened because like some people were super amped and like wanted to get out there right away so one guy would be out there and then another one or two would go out there somewhere now that guy who went out already surfed the wave down the point these two are getting in and halfway and they got swiped a different way because it again such a big lineup so much water moving basically what I'm getting at is like it was so easy was one of the things I noticed to follow those rules of like filter people out and, and mm -hmm. spread out and surf different areas. It just naturally happened that way. Yep. And I remember being really proud of us because like that other surfer, like mostly got to surf by himself right. still with right. us there. Like he had his shift in the morning that he seemed to like. We weren't really out by that point. You know, we were kind of just assessing still. And maybe one of us went out once and overlapped with him for like 15 minutes. Yeah. But like it all was so easy to actually to do because there was just so much water to work with so much playing field and such a different like attitude from each surfer that it all naturally spread us out and like you said it was almost like oh we need a few more guys out there to to keep that lineup busy enough you know yeah yeah exactly i wanted to speak to just like how we rolled as like a big community down there like keep your shit tight keep your campsite tight don't have trash you know the the winds are ripping it's easy to for shit to get away from you and to, for your camp to start looking like shit leave food out have birds and stuff coming over like we keep our stuff tight um and like we don't we don't blast music like all night long right. and get super crazy or have gnarly gnarly bonfires we did cap it off with one gnarly bonfire <laughs> but that was that was a farewell you know on a really special trip so those are a couple other things like as far as just being considerate of your other campers and a way to be like looked upon well mm -hmm. is yeah. to keep it mellow and and keep to the code of like preserving the sanctity of a beautiful untouched situation lineup yeah. yeah, that's really what it comes down to, isn't it? Just, like, protect that sanctity. Don't spoil it. Don't taint it, yeah. you know? Just be delicate with it and share it and pass it around, you know, and don't rip it up, everyone tearing at the edges, you know? Like, and I, I really love the way we did that. We had a great style. And speaking, so speaking to, like, filtering into the lineup, all, all of us, you know, the, 
the main one of our main points was back paddling, and we've mm -hmm. talked about it a lot on the Coopcast, of course. Well, it's just <laughs> one of those really important things that just needs to keep being said because it's yeah, it's it's one of those subtle etiquette things that people need to know about. And it's like rampant everywhere in every lineup where you would really think that there there'd just be more order and just this is this is a very common sense situation this whole back paddling talk you know um and for some reason it's lost on a lot of surfers so well, let's get into it we should because there are gray i do and i feel that i do understand why it gets to be a little gray you know because there are people who don't pursue the peak of a wave and someone else who is it's like so what does everybody have to now wait for them to get energy to paddle up to the peak there's a lot of ways and there's multiple peaks in some lineups right. so i do get why it happens by mistake sometimes you yeah. know um but yeah i think what we need to address first and foremost is the very obvious very wrong clearly back paddle which is like for example if you just paddle right past somebody as a wave is coming, you know, right. and you snake them out of their spot. Right. And if you can just get just a few feet deeper than, by them by being aggressive when they're not really expecting to have to jockey for position because a wave's coming right to them, and suddenly you, you snake around and now you're the deeper man and it's your wave? No, no, that's back paddling, you know? But like, so in contrast to when, say, somebody's, you know, surfing the middle peak of a point and someone else paddles all the way up to the top peak of the point, is that still back paddling, you know? Like, that's where I see the, you know, the gray areas coming in and the debates and the lineup happening, you know? Yeah. So I think you can, you can address that. You can go up there to the top, drop in, and kick out right before ah, that okay. next group right. of surfers that are right there. Just fucking just kick all the way out and make it damn clear that you're not there to swoop underneath them and cut in line. Mm -hmm. This is this is backpack, you know. That's it's just like cutting in line at the grocery store, something you would never do. Right. Most people would never do that. You know, it's such a dick move. <laughs> yeah, sure. But all of a sudden you get out into the lineup and people are just doing the weirdest little moves. Not you, you know, it, it takes a level of of consciousness. Like you need to know the surfers in the lineup. You need to look at them in the eye and like know who they are and and know even like before you paddle out, like study the lineup. There's three people out there. Okay, now I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna get for fourth guy. You've already seen some of their styles, blah, blah, blah. And you just err on the side of uh, defer to them for any, any waves that are coming in. That's the way to get in with the crowd. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially in these, like we were saying, very sacred spots. These people traveled a long way, came, had to be very prepared to get there. You know, you can't just show up and start doing things you're going to get happening to you in Southern California. Yeah. You know, at a hundred person lineup. Right. Yeah, it's hard. So that, yeah, I mean, that's one story. The super crowded lineup where it's just chaos and there's, there's no order and there's no way you're going to instill order out there. And then there's this lonely lineup kind of scenario. Something I really enjoyed about our trip is like, like, in my opinion, when there's a small lineup and there's waves and, and everything's looking good, like, don't be afraid to communicate with the other people who are out there. Like, Such just say, point. like, hey, I feel like I want to sit deeper than you, you know? Like, I want to sit up here, 
but like I'll defer to you. Like I'm gonna look at you every time a wave comes and just wave me off if yeah, you want yeah, it because yeah. it's yours. Mm -hmm. Like I just I'm more comfortable taking up right. up here, especially when there's that few of people. Yeah, it's like how can you neglect someone's existence? You know, in the yeah, water yeah. when there's only the two of you or, and one other guy. Other. You know, it's like let's talk, let's say hi. I remember <laughs> yeah. when you know our friends came back from Chopun. One of the most impactful things of the whole story is they told us how every person says hi to every person in the lineup. Good. Like the right. locals kind right of off the bat. set up this Make etiquette. Like we have like hello, hi, my name is such and such. I'm from you know whatever, and just acknowledge each other. And you don't take off on a wave until you do that. Yeah. You just. It changes everything, in my opinion. You know, it can change a session from kind of being like, "Who is this stranger?" You know, and he's catching waves, and we're competing with each other to being like, all of a sudden, you've got a new friend that you're stoked to see take off on that wave deeper than you. You know, like I don't know if you guys feel that way, but when I surf with my friends, like I'm so pumped when they take off on waves, like, and I get to watch of it from course. inside. Yes. You know. And utilize the whole wave and the whole point. You know, that's what we're about. Not letting any wave go to waste. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it was especially it. easy because we were so freaking blessed on this trip with Swell. It was just pouring in. We, you really, you could only get as much as your, your body would allow, you know, before it just <laughs> shut down and you just had to watch all those perfect waves roll through without you. <laughs> yeah, so let's keep talking about back paddling. Um, that brought up a point. Like, it just depends on the, like Philly was saying, it's either like this packed packed lineup and it's so competitive or it's like you're at a point and there's like 10 wave sets you know and and you it's not all about like who's getting or who's up or like because the the ocean starts to choose you the mm. people who are in in a better position too like say if you're too if you're in if you're up and you're too deep and you're setting up a wave and the guy on the inside is in a better spot, then that's like, give them the go ahead, you right, know? Right, and right. like, start breaking down this, this nasty, competitive, bad vibe situation in the lineup. Like, do what Philly was talking about. Open up a conversation, look people in the eye, say hello. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's totally in our natures, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's so, it makes sense just from the third perspective, like say from someone standing on the beach, why should two surfers not get a wave and have that wave go through on it empty? Like why shouldn't every single wave have a surfer on it? And like you said, let, let the wave decide who gets the wave, you know, like, cause just there's, you can, you know, who's in the spot, yeah. you know, yeah. you can see when someone's in the spot. And even if it's maybe your turn or you're deeper, if someone's in the spot for crying out loud, you know, like just in the name of the greater good of everybody getting waves and all waves being ridden, have that person go rather than forcing it, maybe falling because you were too deep, but you just wanted to try and get it. And so now true. you're at a yeah. position for the wave you should have gotten, you know, it's just, it, it's, you gotta have, it's more of a long-term, you know, thought process, I guess we need to have about it. Um, yeah, it's really luxury. I mean, if you can, if you can get everybody in the lineup to operate that way, to have the space to assess your wave basically as it's coming in and know that you've got a, you've got some room to play. You don't have to be the deepest, you know, to like claim it. Like everyone is witnessing like this is your wave, take it, right, you know? Yeah. It just, it makes everything safer. It makes it more fun. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. That's the, that's 
the example of a proper lineup, right? Exactly. What we're talking yeah. about. Right. Where back paddling yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And communication, I guess, is what we're getting at, you know, is, is a huge uh, conduit for that to right. happen, you know, and, and carry that through. People need to talk and be like, hey, I'm not in the spot. Like, you're further, because, you, you know, it can seem like you're going for a wave. And, and again, communication. It's yeah. just coming back to the same same word like yeah. a lot of those sets that were coming in you know i'd say i'd be in pole position and i'd be like right away i'd look at the line and be like i'm not going on this one and like be clearly paddling over it and not positioning to try to catch the wave you know and then everybody else right. who's next in line boom mm -hmm. they're next up you know peels off yeah right and it's it's a nice little dance you know when it's when it's happening right um and so, shit, we're going straight from back paddling to our epic jet ski <laughs> sea-doo experience <laughs> at this beautiful point with, with like, I don't know, five people in the water or something. We're spread out throughout the whole point. Mm -hmm. And who comes along but this, this duo at, up from up the beach, and they launch their, their ski... Or did they? No, they, they drove they came the in. ski. Up. They drove the ski. And and another the guy ski. drove the vehicle. That's right. I guess with all the gear. Comes yep. flying from the south, just like beeline straight to us, right? Right. And goes right, right up, up into the lineup and starts. I think. I think he was talking. He was talking to people. Right. He was asking them, asking them if it was cool. Oh, was he? I'm pretty sure he was. Uh -huh. And they were like, uh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they were very decisive and say, right. absolutely not. This is a perfect day out here, and you guys are, like, fixing to fuck it up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, they, and then they commenced uh, to do that. Right. Yeah. To do their best. I mean, there's, there's two sides to every story, but... Yeah, yeah, general sure jet is. ski faux pas. Like, don't don't be towing in on waves that people are paddling. It just right. it's not really kosher. It messes up other people's waves with your wake. It's sketchy. You know, I think it's super sketchy. Yeah. Like big old boat flat, zipping all. You around. feel the power. Like you feel the the power of that machine near you. Right. You know what I mean? Like the smell of the gas, the the, yeah. the weight coming that. off it from far away, too. the noise the height of the rider it's like it's like back in in like old times if you were like a sword fighter coming up against a horse rider you know like oh my god you're getting slain you know that's just like you can't do anything about it you know and you fully recognize that in the water as the paddler like whoa like you're dude, on edge this is like a big powerful thing like it's aggressive it's aggressive, it's aggressive. it is aggressive it's aggressive especially when it's yeah. two to three foot and Perfect paddling weather, <laughs> right? And, and 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 talk about ruining the sanctity of a spot. You know that that felt like it really, it it, it burned me up a little bit. Yeah, yeah I think as it did a lot of us for sure. It burned a lot of us up, but not everybody voiced their dis you know discontent with it as much as Coach Chris. So. I mean, we were all standing around like the bonfire and like talking shit on these guys for the most part, like <laughs> more like just baffled, like what is going on? So they, they were like going up to the top of the wave and doing like little loops yeah, yeah. in the top of the, 
in the yeah. top of the point and then cutting out and blasting the other surfers who were just about to take off on the first part of their rides. And they, again, I mean, like, it, it doesn't matter that they weren't great surfers, but everything screamed like kook with these guys, you know? They went up to the top of this beautiful little point that's not barreling or any slab or anything like that. They whip out their fun board, you know, <laughs> and they start hopping off the ski and then peeling out right before these <laughs> other surfers. And we're like, spellbound, cannot believe this shit. So, so Coach Chris is hearing us just go on and on about this. And he's just, you know, doing a lap. And he's just like, I'm going to go say something. Grabs the board. No, you, <laughs> I, I, hold on a second. On. I want, yeah, you're yeah, right. Go. I did say I wanted to yeah. say something, but I couldn't get out there, you know? And I wasn't like at that moment insistent on telling them, you know, I wanted to surf. Yeah. And I was getting great waves off of my jump off spot. So it wasn't at first really interfering with me until I got to the top. Yeah. When I, you know, I finally broke out of the current one time, there was not enough waves, so I started making my way and I got up there. And all of a sudden now I'm dealing with this jet ski buzzing around me and happening. And just before, when I had been doing a lap after one of my middle waves, I was like, man, yeah, coming back to the group. Like, can you guys believe that? Holy cow, in the middle of my lap, walking back up. And you guys are all like, yeah. And you go, did you say something? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, but I'm gonna. <laughs> and like, I thought about it too. I really didn't want to be an aggressor. I didn't want to rile anything up. So I decided to say when they came up to me, I was like, I'm really surprised in your equipment choice. That's what I said. And That's a cheeky little response, you know. <laughs> it so. was a, I, I wanted to show, like, I'm not okay with it, but I also didn't want to come outright aggressive and attack, you know. And I guess maybe I didn't strike that balance quite right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, oh, man, I'm just really surprised in your choice of equipment out here. And he was like, you know, he didn't see why it should matter to me. And I just felt like I, like, overwhelmed with reasons yeah you know like i Endless. didn't even know where to start yeah it's like dude you don't realize how much you affect how much water you affect with that machine yeah like dude this whole part of the lineup has changed when you're in it yeah. it's all different waves are getting mashed down ripples are hitting the other backwash right. and i'm okay with dealing with the spots natural nuances it was all kind of turbulent up there anyway because yeah. the set would come through and bash against the reef backwash out into the wave and if you didn't time it right with your takeoff it was all but that's the nuance of the spot that's acceptable but now add the jet ski to that and it's like oh come on man not cool you know and don't need to make it any harder on surfers that's for sure we'll yeah. cook it plenty without any <laughs> any jet ski wakes all over the damn place Okay, let's keep going. Okay, well, so, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go if ahead. You, no, if you have something you gotta oh, say. Oh, I was just gonna say, it. it's almost not worth mentioning because of like, I guess the hilarity of it, but also like. <laughs> it sounds like it's worth mentioning. The absurdity <laughs> of it that like, not only should you just not do this as a ski group, you know, but like, you should definitely not do this when you're on a stretch of coast that goes for hundreds of miles without like a real city or town or road. And there's, 10 points within 20 minutes riding distance of each other, like on a ski, and roll to the only point with people on it. 
and then start towing in on them, like in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. it's it was mind blowing to me that they chose to do that. Like, we were shocked, you yeah. know. Like, we thought we were as far as you could get from anything. And here we are again, charging across the bay. Is someone <laughs> on a jet ski, and they roll up in a twenty twenty Tacoma, and just don't take any pause. And I feel like that's a that's kind of the the biggest, the biggest faux pas of it all, I find out, I, I really feel, is like if you show up to a lineup and you just don't take the time to really assess what's going on out there. It's so disrespectful to just froth out and be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to throw on my wetsuit and just, I'm out there, you know? And like, especially when you're rolling with a big group of people, um, especially then. But like it, like the... I feel like it's a mature move to just take a little bit more time and be chill about it. Let people integrate that you just showed up, you know, and you're even there and thinking about paddling, you right. know, like mm. it gives everyone time to be cool about it and it makes space for you. Yeah, well said. What, what, what eats me up too is just that I'm not against skiers. I personally don't want to do it. It's not my way of like wanting to enjoy the ocean because I see it as a challenge too and something you have to earn, like the reward of a wave, you know, it's what right. makes it so sweet. Um, so it, it's basically piggybacking on what you said. It's just like, do whatever you want. It's cool. Just be respectful of the other people, you exactly. know, and don't walk all over. It's, it's such a powerful thing. You've got to really be mindful of what you're doing. Like, if you're driving a monster truck on the road, you know, like, don't drive like no one else is on the road. You're going to accidentally run over everybody, you know. You really have to, you have an extra responsibility. Yeah. But, okay, so to continue the story, before I get sidetracked... <laughs> Um, after I say this, now there's an obvious, you know, tension, yeah. you know, now, and, and you know, they, and they they didn't even say anything like, oh, or should we, like, they didn't try to work it out with me. They came right back at me with like, why should, why should you care? Why do you care? Yeah. And what does it matter to you? And it's like, what do you mean? Like, it, because I just drove so many mi hours and miles to get away from all this shit, <laughs> and now here I am dealing with it again. With like you in my lap. <laughs> like, come on. Like I was very surprised that he didn't understand that. So now, but that so the the fun board guy started getting aggressive, you know, and like I was paddling into position for waves that are reforming, and he's sometimes pulling off, sometimes falling. So I'm staying in the mix inside of him going for waves and on one he just comes deliberately right up to me and like carves like carves off of me like really close deliberately you know it was clear and it was just like shit like is that how you're gonna do it like not only are you gonna come to school be the bully be the big kid you know like left behind four times so you're giant and bully <laughs> us you know but then take advantage on top of that and like wait till you're alone in the, the playground with me or something you know it's just like for fuck's sake yeah you know like i know you got the ski and so i started getting a little more bitter and here's my biggest mistake was this admittedly is that when i saw him belly boarding a, a whitewater i paddled for that same wave because i saw it reforming and I, right where i was sitting it was going to be a good one and I thought, ah, he's on his belly. He didn't catch it. I'm going. So I start paddling for the wave, thinking if, at the very least we're going to share it. You know, he'll be on his belly, and I'll just do my thing around him. But he stands up, and he shoves me good. And I fall, like, down hard, not expecting it one bit. Right. And I no like, leash. No leash. And I no have, leash. I'm trying to keep my toes on the board, but the way he pushed me over my toe edge... I couldn't, like, Gone. grab it. Yeah. I just had it under my toe for a millisecond and slipped. There it goes. Oh, right away, I'm so angry at me. 
you know, for doing it. Like, why the fuck did you have to be so smooth? What are you trying to fucking prove? Riding someone else's board, a beautiful brand new hand shape, <laughs> a la miss from Coach Ev, and getting all spiteful and into little fights with it. Like, what a dummy, you know? I felt like such a giant kook. So, all right, here I go. I start swimming in, and I'm like, fuck, my, I'm angry at me, and I'm really worried about the board because I was deep and I was in front of the rocks. So I'm like, oh, my God. The ski guy comes up to me, and he goes, hey, you want to ride? And I was like, no. I'm like, that would be the lowest of lows, you know, That's like to, to get pushed off. But no, I didn't say no, it, but no, I'm no, thinking no, to myself, yeah, yeah. you know, like, yeah, right now I'm going to take a ride from his buddy on the ski. But then I'm like, well, shit, the board. And then I'm like, actually, he might not know, you know, like what happened. So maybe I should get a ride when he finds out from his buddy, he pushed me and it was like I was being a dick and then I got a ride from him. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be my one little stab as I'm dying, you know, <laughs> from cookery. <laughs> anyway, I get, I grab the ski, I, I get on the back. He goes, come on, come on, I'll give you a ride. So I grab the back of the ski, brings me into the board, which was fine, floating in yeah, the open, no, going to sand. no problem. I was like, damn it. <laughs> and we were all sitting, sitting inside as a group being like, oh my God, the ski guy is going to try and give him a hand. There's no way Chris that's is the, taking that's that. That's what we were, I was claiming so hard. I was like, I'll put anything on it. Oh. You won't get on it, right? And so uh, someone's like, he's not getting on. He's not getting on. And then someone's like, He's getting on it. Like, <laughs> like, what? I couldn't fucking, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, but I do, I do understand because of the whole board situation. That's the only thing. I was mortified. Yeah. I came in like, I took a ride from the ski. I fucking was being all spiteful, trying to like stand up for my belief in, in no skis and paddlers area. Yeah. You know, and I, I almost cracked my friend's board. I, I look like a kook. I, I got pushed off. I got pushed off my freaking <laughs> surfboard. <laughs> I was the one who guys. got pushed off. <laughs> I got pushed off the board. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then I took the ride from the ski. It was like all the decisions. Like I look back on, I'm like, oh my God. God, you fucking coop. Oh, You'll humbling. never escape it. <laughs> yeah. Ain't Moral of the story. Truth. Probably don't fight kookery with kookery. There it is. <laughs> there it to. is. Yes, Philly. You it's can. so tempting. It's so tempting to it's just so be. I fell for it. Yeah, they baited you in hard. And well said. Yeah, they, you took the bait. I did. That was that was very entertaining, Coach. I'm, I, I'm glad you mixed it up. That's, like, you know, from the outsider's perspective. It's always, you know, kookery is really fun to see from an outside perspective. Yeah. Commentate on it. So the way that ended was one of our friends caught a wave, and the jet ski wake ended up making him falling like mid mid wave while he was trying to cut a turn remember dave took yes off? yes and so after that the jet ski guy finally got a clue i think and like went over there and was just saying he was sorry and all this they were stuff. Dave. oh oh um, I, by the way sorry to interrupt you but they were being very friendly for the most part like they yeah. tried to be yeah. they just didn't recognize that the very nature of what they were doing was right rude. but yeah. they were trying to so let me let me just not Clear make them up. out to be total dicks like they just ran me exactly. over or something. Yeah. They kind of were a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right at first. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, no, they were, they, like, everybody came in like, 
I don't know what your problem was. They were really friendly to me. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> now everybody's rides, against me. Offer them right. rides back out to the top. You know, the fucking current was a monster. So that was kind of a big deal to get a free ride. Um, you didn't take one. I, I think I don't think anybody did, actually. No, I think a few people didn't on principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. Thanks to, if we all fell through, it would have been awful. Right. Absolutely. Okay, but, but you were just about to point touch on a very important point Pro to the to prove story. To the whole point. No, no, no. When, when he went, yeah, when he went up, the skier went up to talk to Davey. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Davey takes off on an insider, and the ski's inside of him, and he's like, oh, shit, I better get out of the way, and zips out and all over the shoulder, and then Davey tries to ride over his wake and just freaking eats shit, yeah. goes down, and then he's paddling back out, and we know Davey's like... Oh, he didn't have a leash, so he lost his board. That was another... It's like another thing, you know? We like surfing with no leashes because we know we can handle ourselves. But it's you... a big open beach break with nobody out yeah. until the skier comes. But. All right, so then, so then he goes, he grabs Dave, takes him to the board, and then they have a chat. That's right, they sit and talk. They have a chat. Davey's like... You know, he's trying to make up for it, say, sorry, let me give you a ride back up. He's like, yeah, you know, it's not really cool. It's not really cool. But what you really need to do is listen to the coop. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm going to give, this is all I have to say to you. And the guy keeps trying to say, oh, no, yeah, I messed up. I'm sorry, I'll give you a ride, blah, blah. Isn't it great out here? He says, yeah, no, it's all good. Oh, don't forget, though. Remember, the coop cast. <laughs> this is really yeah, important. And he just drilled it home. He said he he probably said it three times to the guy, you know, and the guy, and that's what we were busting up because he's he's just calling him a coop to his face, pretty much, you know. And right. the guy Davey wasn't really thinking any of anything of it. Right. Well, because the guy said to Davey, like, oh, because your buddy wasn't too stoked about it. And he was like, well, listen to KootCast. It'll all make sense. Yeah. And I yeah. start busting up laughing that evening when I hear this story. Because I'm like, dude, you basically just called him a kook to his face. Yes. Because that wasn't Davey's intention. Right. You know, but to tell someone to listen to KootCast <laughs> so you'll understand is, you know. Pretty close. close. <laughs> pretty close. Hell yeah. Oh, my gosh. So this is, I mean, this is only that first, the first section, maybe the first half of the trip is... Oh, at yeah. this location. That's right. Well, that covers the, the theme of our, you know, what we wanted to have a framework for this conversation. But we right. quickly, so and we covered that, I think, pretty well. You know, yeah, how to team. be a good, respectful um, group while traveling. Well, not group, just sur traveling surfer. But um, we have to touch on that. Guys, we did it. Like, we found the unicorn. We found a surf spot that absolutely ticked all the boxes. Tubing. Point break, rifling, pouring in, consistent, crowd was right. It, you couldn't call it a crowd. Sand there bottom. was unridden waves going through. It was everything that you want in, in a wave. And we just had the most all-time experience. Whether you were in the water or not in the water, you know, it was like actually a pretty serious lineup. Some of our crew didn't, you know, exercise the caution uh, card, and, and rightfully so. It was not to be toyed with and uh man <laughs> i i just i i i'm i'm like speechless i really am like it was actually emotional i could see it in in our faces and our, our i could feel it of course 
how special it was to come over a dune, to come like and see the ocean for the first time and know almost immediately like, whoa, we found something special here. Yeah. And then to have swell pour in the next day to prove it like, oh my God. I mean, the claims that were being yeah. made by the guys that surf it for years and years and have kept it secret for years and years it were just tops, high marks all around. Shit, like I'm losing, like, what are you saying? Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like what I, I dream about as a surfer, you know, discovering a wave that's so perfect and yeah. so good and, and fast and tubing and, oh my God, we did it. And it was kind of by accident, you know, like, I mean, we were following a tip, big, I guess we got to give a big old shout out to Gavin for putting us on the spot. He just kind of mentioned it among a few other spots, right? And for some reason, I think one or two of us were just interested to check it out, you know? I think the name kind of was, it, it, it like incited some curiosity. Like, oh, what's this? Like, that's interesting. Yeah. Let's see what this is about. Yeah. The name, yeah. no name point. No name point, yeah. <laughs> the name. <laughs> that's right. And again, we wanted to stay off the beaten path a little bit, you know? And it didn't sound like a commonly visited place. Yeah, so We yeah. thought our, our bet was pretty high that we'd show up and not not be you know it would be it would be okay kosher for five of us to roll right 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 and it was such a big playing field too we actually had it our really own portion was. of the whole point yeah there's like so we really got there. to score a little section of it yeah until when the all-time a plus plus version of the top started session. happening at low tide and then it was like oh my goodness everybody oh had my goodness there that that is i i can't i could not believe what i was looking at yeah, i've never seen look, anything like it I don't think I have either, you know, I've just, yeah, I mean. And you've been person. some places, you've been, you've I've been seen, some I've perfect seen some waves. Yeah, I sure you know? have. Yeah, but um, there's something, I mean, there's something about sand bottom. There's something about just everything aligned on this trip, every step of the way. And it was like, there's not something you can force or predict or like really plan that well. You just cannot, you know, that wave check boxes I didn't even know I had. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the tides were right, the winds were right, the swell showed up, everything aligned. And that the charge on that point in the water, out of the water was electric. Everybody was everybody crying yep. in this in the witnessing of this this thing that was going on. I think that's what added to like the spectacular like <clears throat> feeling I had about it was that Everybody you passed, everybody, like, talked about it. Like, can how amazing. You know, all boundaries like, down. Yeah, just it was like, just, oh, my God. We were all, all right. friends. Everybody there is now connected, in, like, in this way. Yeah. To being like, oh, you were there with me that day when it this happened. Like, we have something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're part of a community now. <laughs> like, that's what's going on the community of people that were there that day and the friendly and that actually was a beautiful version of how a lineup should work mm -hmm. you know and we and one of our crew was was a gal jackie brady and she just said nothing but good things about the crew she was like everybody was so nice to me any wave i looked at they all backed off and were like encouraging me to go you know everybody was doing the rotations taking turns i never felt like too yeah. You know, like overly aggressed by anybody, except in a charge electric way, but like friendly competitive, not yep. aggression, you know, not hostile. Everybody kind of recognized we were all visitors there. Mm -hmm. We were all a part of something really, really, really special. Yeah. And, and I just, everybody was just like foaming. Glowing, you know, yeah. Frothing with this excitement and, and joy and glee and what we were 
able to partake in. It was the natural wonder of the world. Yeah. We've been That's searching it. for it for <laughs> yeah. uh, our it's whole really lives. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it was like I just love the way that it just you know it's not gonna last. You know? Yeah. You know it's gonna go away. Right. And not come around again for a very very long time. You know we we're not professional surfers who get to just like scour the globe when the swells are up, you know, and be at the And play. have a communication network of that, like so many people checking so many places, like like yeah. that's gonna happen, sure, again, somewhere, but we're, you know, us being there at that time, you know, that's yeah. the challenge. We were the chosen few on, the, on that day. We were so. the chosen ones, that was so fortunate. And it was one of those, it's a setup, it's a place that's so remote, so far off the track that nobody could have on purpose, really, you know, like, I, you know, what do you say? Yeah. Oh, no, I think you're right. I mean, if, you know, you can only predict things so well with forecasts and buoy reports and all that, you know. Well, the nearest buoy is hundreds of miles away. It's pretty far you know? away. I mean, it's, 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 it'll give you an idea, but it's not like we're in the network of buoys now. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. even on Surfline, you see at the bottom where it's like, hey, <laughs> so are you in Baja? Like, feel free to drop us a line and let us know how the surf is. Like, that's how it's like off, off of their maps, too, a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there was someone claiming he'd been going there for 30 years and never, never had seen it do that before. Right. So. I yeah, mean, that that was one of the that was one of the mega claims of the day. Yeah, that was a mega claim. Yeah. I remember another claim was um, this is the best spot. Like, hap this is the most happening. This is the most on fire spot stretch. right now on the whole coast. Yeah. I'd put any any amount down on it. This is where it's at. This is where it's at, right? Jackie Brady was like in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jackie Brady was like Straight in up. the world, and I was like, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> at that moment, yeah, yeah, I do remember her saying that, and yeah. I agree too. At that very moment, when we were riding those waves, I don't know if there was a better place to be as a surfer. Yeah, it's almost like chasing tornadoes or something, right? Like you can only do so much planning and stuff, mm. but like. It really showed when, when the day after the swell, <clears throat> it petered to almost nothing, you know? It went from six to eight foot, solid occasional 10, offshore, you know, draining pretty much barrels, you know, top to bottom Whole time. waves that were incredibly long. Yeah. yeah. To being completely f like flat, basically. And like, it's just like, I imagine, you know, chasing tornadoes, it's like that. You just, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just get hit, like, and it's amazing. Yeah, right, it's right, amazing. right, 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 right part of why we love what we do and yeah that's that's the beauty of surfing right there I, I love to to think about those those special days like it's all about the journey it's all about that surge you know that's what it helps us tune into nature we get so much out of that whole act of going and trying to find it you know find our perfect little spot that's just right for our level and just right for our crew and and it doesn't always happen like that, but it, it did. And we'll be talking about it for a long time to come. <laughs> that day. <laughs> right on, you guys. What do you say? Hell yeah, Gosh, I think that was a good one. Wrap it. Philly, so stoked to have you on board for this little yeah. wrap. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah thanks for making the time. Woo, signing out, mm -hmm. folks. Woo. All right.